Now, what you need to understand is that it starts with us men. There is a huge attack on the normal, healthy family structure. Parents spoke out at a school board meeting hearing about her child's class being shown a movie with a gay character in it. They want to make men more feminine and they want to make women more masculine. It's a view that celebrates destructive and toxic behavior and hurts so many. Your perceptions of the truth doesn't change the truth itself. They have identified 31 gender identities. Think how crazy this world will become. They want you to be confused about what it means to be a good man. You know, a lot of people are falling for this. Hey guys, my blood is boiling. But before I just say another word, watch this. So Target has hired Eric, a self-proclaimed gay trans man, to design some of its clothing for Pride Month. He's designed a Satan Respects Pronouns t-shirt, gay as hell stickers, and stained glass windows with the words trans bodies are holy. Here at Target, because I heard that their new pride collection was out, so let's take a look. This is a special swimsuit. It is invented for tucking. Live, laugh, lesbian. This right here. These are baby clothes. They say that grooming isn't happening, then why are there pride baby onesies? Kids go into a, a pride parade. You get a little pride skirt for your kid. Super queer. It's like, a, it's like a superpower. They're going after your kids. And if you don't believe me, the US Department of Education this morning, June 1st, Pride Month, posted on Twitter, everyone in the school community should feel valued for who they are and free to be their authentic self. Our message to the LGBTQIA students, teachers, and staff as we begin Pride Month is the education department has got your back. We begin with the violent protests outside a school board meeting in Glendale, California. They need to stop asking little children what they sexually identify as. Children are not sexual beings, nor should they be. The sexualization of children is pedophilia. I'm completely against the law that they're trying to pass to teach little kids in the school, six years old, to decide about sexual things. They don't even know what's going on. Teaching a six-year-old about sexuality, I mean, this should be common sense. But if you feel similar to those parents and you want to say in your child's education, you might get put on a hate group list. We begin with Ford. So Ford has decided for Pride Month, they're going to release a rainbow Ford F-150. When I think about queer, I kind of think that it's unique in our own special way. Disney has decided they have to have pride collections at Disneyland and that they, you can't be called princesses or princes at Disneyland anymore because obviously the magic of childhood has to be removed. You never know when a boy is a girl and a girl is a boy. So Adidas, yeah, that is a lot of chest hair for um, a man dressed as a woman in a women's bathing suit. Next tonight, let us pray our father, sorry, not anymore, our non-gendered parent who art in heaven. That sound right to you? In a break the centuries of tradition, the Church of England's debating whether to stop referring to God as a he by introducing gender-neutral pronouns in prayers. You know, recently in Florida, a parent spoke out at a school board meeting hearing about her child's class being shown a movie with a gay character in it, and the teacher of that class responded to those complaints. Look at this. Allowing movies such as this assist teachers in opening a door for conversations that have no place in our classrooms. These conversations, these doors that she's talking about, that's telling me I'm stripping her rights as a parent, those rights are gone when your child's in the public school system. Those rights are gone when you put your kids in the public I'm sorry, what? Okay, on to North Face. North Face is all about 
tough outdoor wear, right? You're going to go climb a mountain wearing North Face. Or alternatively, you're going to be a dude who dresses up in ladies' clothing and gallivants through the forest while holding a TV. Bud Light has taken it directly on the chin ever since they decided that they were going to make Dylan Mulvaney the face of their brand. It was April 1st. And I remember seeing this online. I thought, this has to be April Fool's. I mean, it has to be April Fool's. I'm going to show you a lot more clips in this video that will shock you to your core to show you that these people are changing the world as we know it. Okay, this is the child section. This is literally the kids section. I'm next to a literal onesie that says whatever the hell that means. We have glad you came out and I'm so happy that you're queer in the kids section. Are you kidding me? So I found an extra small swimsuit in the child section. It says light binding effect on it. And then the bottoms in the kids section, keep in mind, say tuck friendly construction. They're giving it to your kids. If that doesn't give you a reason to boycott Target, I don't know what does, but this is getting out of hand. They're targeting children, whether you like it or not, and it's time that people actually do something about it. Why are so many companies going woke? There had to be some reason, and after some digging, I found it. The CEI, Corporate Equality Index, AKA the Woke Credit Score. It's a made up score based on how much a company is pushing woke issues. And who made up and gives this score? An organization called the HRC, a massive political lobbying group. Apparently, HRC sends representatives to corporations every year, telling them the kind of stuff they have to make visible at the company, give them a list of demands, and if they don't follow through, there's a threat that they won't keep their CEI credit score. And why do companies even care about this made up woke credit rating? If they get a bad score, then the woke investor funds start putting pressure on the boards. Woke activists are mobilized out in the streets. Advertising campaigns are shut down. Anyone that continues to do business with them will also be penalized. This is fascism. Don't play their game, don't get their investment. And who is funding the HRC? Surprise, surprise, it's George Soros' Open Society Foundation. Now, this HRC has introduced this arbitrary credit rating to everything. States, municipalities, and even schools. Imagine that. There are people who are deciding what credit score an individual school can get. They threaten them by having these big funds withhold investments into them. These evil, you know, I actually almost don't know where to begin this video. Because these evil people, given over to their crazy debased minds, want to force their beliefs onto you and your children, manipulating and controlling your lives. There's a quote that says, controllers, abusers, and manipulative people don't question themselves. They don't ask themselves if the problem is them. They always say the problem is someone else. Now, what you need to understand is that it starts with us men. Let me explain. There is a huge attack on the normal, healthy family structure. A good man, a good woman, and good children with good morals and values. A healthy family structure. They want to break this healthy family structure down because if you have broken families, you have broken societies. And it all mostly starts by attacking the man. They want you to be confused about what it means to be a good man with good values and good morals. To be confused about what your roles and your responsibilities are as a man. Like being a good husband, a good father, a good son, a good brother, and the list goes on. There is an attack on what it means to be a man, on masculinity. I'm going to cover a few things here. But first, check out this video. Day 66, being a girl, and today I'm in nature. Trees, I love them. Water, lakes, I love them. Fields, they're my hiking heels. I love them. Bridges, love them. Coconut water, love it, not nad, just love it. That is not what women are like. I think it's very disrespectful against women because women are a lot more than that. Excuse me, ma'am, no porn at the bar. Oh, it's okay, I'm transgender. Oh, I, I had no idea. Do whatever you want all the time. This is what's happening. These people are victimizing themselves so that people can just 
let go and let these people do whatever they want. That is their agenda. They're not victims. They are actually treated like royalty in today's world. Do you agree with, I mean, obviously you do. There, there is a massive shortage of even knowing what a man is supposed to be in today's world. Now, there's no question. I mean, I actually wrote the book. I, I, everybody knows that manhood's in crisis in our generation. Like all of us, ideas of masculinity are evolving. Today, you may get a deserved side-eye if you say things that used to be commonplace, like real men don't cry or boys will be boys. Waves of feminist critique and the Me Too movement uh, have called out behavior that used to enjoy impunity and now faces greater demands for accountability. Today, the view that you're only a real man if you're dominant or aggressive is thankfully on the defensive. And thank for that. It's a view that celebrates destructive and toxic behavior and hurts so many, and not just women. The phrase toxic masculinity might once have been reserved for the fringes of the national conversation, but increasingly in schools and workplaces and on media outlets like this one, it is a conversation we are having together. They've tried it. And you came to prominence um, in part over your opposition to this law that we just talked about yeah. in Canada, proposing the use of preferred pronouns for transgender people. Mm. Just for clarity. Mandating them. Yeah. Right. Saying that, was that you the should issue. do it. No, but, that you had to do it. Uh, right, you had to do it by law. Right. But just for clarity, do you think a trans woman is a real woman? <laughs> I don't really like the way those questions are formulated. Now, I don't know what that means. What do you mean a real woman? Well, she I'm asking you, in your mind, you know, it depends what you think a real woman is, but do you think a trans woman is a woman? No. Why not? Because I think that women are capable, generally speaking, of having babies and they have female genitalia and they have an XX chromosome and, and I think the biological markers are relevant. It doesn't necessarily mean that I don't think that people should be treated with respect and dignity if they happen not to fit easily into a gender category. That's a different issue. You see, they are compelling speech now. They've never done this before. If you look in history, they're taking away your freedom. You can even be fined now for not addressing someone with the right pronouns. As I suggested earlier, in New York City, they have identified 31 gender identities and apparently the law down there suggests that if businesses don't accommodate an individual's chosen gender identity, there is the risk of a six-figure fine under the, rule, uh, the rules rather, of the city's commissioner of human rights. We have, in the province of Ontario, our own Ontario Human Rights Commission. You know, a lot of people are falling for this because they make it an uh, emotional issue where it's actually not. They want to put new laws in place. You need to be careful and look out for this because they want to put these laws in place and they want to mask it with a big show of compassion. Now, before I continue, let me just make this clear. I do agree that toxic masculinity is wrong. I hope you have the correct understanding of what toxic masculinity is. I believe it is wrong when men want to dominate others through force, beating other men or women to a pulp or beating their own children to a pulp. And some of these men feeling that they should never talk about their emotions or even cry. But we are not women either. We need to live a balanced, healthy life as men for ourselves, for our family and for those around us. Because you see, if we're responsible, responsible masculinity overcomes toxic masculinity. So there is a balance. There is an extreme of toxic masculinity that's dangerous. Then there's the other extreme of being, well, not having a balanced life, being too feminine and too emotional all the time, being controlled by our emotions. Then we are no different than animals. If we're just controlled slaves to our emotions, think how crazy this world will become if men live this way. No, we need to have self-control, self-discipline because only animals give in to their emotions all the time and do whatever they want all the time. Why masculinity as your new big issue? Well, I think what the left is doing is attacking America. They're saying that America is systemically oppressive and men are systemically responsible. If you look closely at what is happening around the world, you will see that he is right.
Now, if you look carefully, you'll notice that political and media leaders on the left are slowly chipping away at this idea of masculinity. In other words, what it means to be a man. Don't believe me? Well, check out this discussion of school shooters on MSNBC. Who's been told to man up? What does that mean? No clue. I got mm -hmm. no idea. So no emotion. Yeah. Yeah. What's the hardest part about growing up for boys? Hiding the pain. Yeah. Not being able to express yourself. Again, there is a balance. The one extreme is just you just give into your emotions, you're a slave to your feelings, and you just cry and complain about everything. You don't have a backbone to stand up for what is right. And instead of just doing what needs to be done to get things done, instead you just sit back and complain about everything, playing the victim. The other one is that you are toxic. You want to do things with violence all the time. You beat women, you beat children, you beat other men, and you never talk about your emotions. Not one of those two is real masculinity. Check it out. How are you? Let's talk about this. Like when I hear these attacks on, on masculinity, I, I hear the left equating masculine, what, what it means to be masculine, with abusive or criminality. That specific MSNBC segment was talking about is the fact that rigid gender roles, specifically in boys, are tied to higher rates of suicide, uh, substance abuse, uh, violence. So it's basically saying that these gender roles are creating an environment in which men feel that they, men and boys feel that they can't express themselves, well, which they have it, to well, be. Well, well, what's, what, but Julie, how is that connected? Gender, I mean, we've had gender roles for, I don't know, millennia. Mm -hmm. So, so it was like, well, gender roles are causing boys to commit suicide. Well, Maybe there's a lot of societal factors involved in drug abuse, in promiscuity, in uh, you know, shaming, in uh, substance abuse of other types, addictions. Yeah, there are many other factors that we can include here, but these people, their agenda, they just want to focus on gender roles all the time. Everywhere you look, there is a backlash against masculinity and they now view normal masculinity as toxic. The normal identity of a man should now be viewed as toxic. Jordan Peterson also talks about it. Listen to this. I believe that there's a danger in our society at the moment of making the assumption that our culture, for example, is a tyrannical patriarchy, which it is in some small part, and that any active um, engagement on the part of young men in particular is indistinguishable from an unacceptable power and dominance drive, which I don't believe. But surely, I think if, all if, of that if, is if, inappropriate if, and incorrect. If much of the power and authority over a very long historical period has lain with men, isn't it only inevitable that some men will get a little hacked off when women are given a, a, a stab at something approaching equality? Well, that could be inevitable, but that doesn't make it right, and it's certainly not something that I support. So, my, my so you think men's resentment is more I'm important than women's effort to attain equality? I'm not in favor of resentment at all. I think that if you're resentful, something's, something's definitely wrong. Either you need to grow the hell up and, and, and take stock of your life, or you have some things to say to people that you haven't been saying. You say science undoubtedly shows us that men and women have different traits, and there's a lot of science to, to back you up on that, but you say that because of that, men are hardwired to achieve success and to be successful in a way that women are not? No, not at all. I've never said anything like that. I've said that there are biological differences between men and women that express themselves in temperament and, and in occupational choice, and that any attempt to enforce equality of outcome is unwarranted and ill-advised as a consequence. I fully agree with him here because equality of outcome is a terrible idea. It will never stop. It will never be fair. So we should focus a lot more on equality when it comes to opportunity. Give everyone the same opportunity, right? And then you can choose what you want to do. You will always see if you let people alone, certain men would want to do certain jobs more than other jobs. And women would do certain jobs more than other jobs. And that's okay. Let people just do what they want to do. For example, more men might be interested to play rugby or choose engineering as a career path. And more women might choose to be health workers. And that is okay. Look, my view is this. If there's 90% women in a certain career, and we all had the same opportunity, men and women, and that's the outcome, 90% women, they love to do this, then that's fine. If they're great at it, great. <laughs> 
all men will be happy with it. If it's the other way around, it's the same thing. If everybody had the same opportunity and the outcome is that 70-80% are men, then so what? For both sides. Leave men and women alone. Let them do what they want to do. We should stop forcing people to do stuff that they don't want to do. Men and women are different. Men have similarities and women have similarities. And then there are also differences within each sex group because not all men or all women are the same. Now I'm talking to those of you who want to force these things on us. Stop comparing us to women, forcing us to be more like women and stop forcing women to be more like us because that's what you're also doing these days. No, we should focus on our uniqueness and differences and then use that to help one another. It's as easy as that. Now check this out. I think it's a self-perpetuating problem, meaning that there are crappy men in the world, right? But men are crappy because we've created a system where manhood has become obsolete. Mm -hmm. You keep increasingly telling men more and more they can't matter. When I say, who are they being told that by? You know, they're, like I said, there's, there's more sinister implications here of why we're making manhood obsolete. When we're saying masculinity is wrong, this is wrong, this is backwards, you don't need a man. Uh, you, can, you can just have a baby without a man. You're starting to see that sort of programming happening with young women. It's like, why is society communicating to men to be more feminine yeah. at the same time that you're telling women to be more masculine? Right. Mm. That's like just take a step back and think you don't have to like Candace Owens to take a step back and to go. That is kind of weird. Mm. Right. It is a bit weird that you're telling men, oh, all displays of masculinity are wrong and you need to be more feminine and and telling men they can bend gender and do all of these things. While at the same time, you're saying to a woman, you need to man up, you need to provide, you need mm. to do this, you need to do that. That tells you that there's something satanic going on. Right. Dr. Kumar, can biological men become pregnant and give birth? Um, so men can have pregnancies, especially trans men. Uh, so, so can biological men become pregnant and give birth? So are you saying that a biological female who identifies as a man and therefore becomes pregnant is, quote, a man? Is that what you're saying? These questions about who can become pregnant are really missing the point. I'm here to talk no, about no, no, what's no, no, happening no. I, I, This is me Somebody, asking a question and you question. answering. I'm asking the question, sir, not you. Right, and I'm answering the question. Somebody with a uterus may have the capability of becoming pregnant, whether they're a woman or a man. That doesn't make okay, a difference. Okay, we're done. Not we're every done. person with this a uterus has the ability Let me to tell you, pregnant. if a person has this a uterus and is born, as a, is born female, they are a woman are now trying to tell us that transgender people are not real. And um, I would say that their claim uh, is probably just as legitimate as all their others, which is to say, not very much at all. No, it's a fact that males cannot give birth to babies. And no, people are not saying that these people who identify as fairies or unicorns or wolves or other kind of sexes do not exist. We're saying that their claims is not truthful. You can't say that suddenly believing a lie makes it true, makes it reality. Let's test that. You can say your truth is that whales have legs and walk on land, but they don't, do they? You can say elephants are pink. But that doesn't change the reality, does it? If you're obese, you can say that you're super skinny. Or you can say that you're skinny and you're obese, but that doesn't change the reality, does it? If you're 60 years old and you say you're 20 years old, it doesn't make you younger, does it? Crazy beliefs doesn't suddenly just change the natural laws of the universe. Your perceptions of the truth doesn't change the truth itself. Reality, truth, it doesn't change. It cannot change. So stop forcing your beliefs onto other people, forcing them to believe your perceptions of reality. You can tell them what you believe. It is your right. You can tell them, but it is their right to say, all right, mm, I'm not going to believe you. Other people can say, all right, I'm going to believe you, but you can't force them. If you're a man, and you tell me that you're a unicorn and you tell me that I have to believe that, I'm not going to believe that because I see a man pretending to be a unicorn. And that is the truth that I will speak. Watch this. On Friday, 
We talked about Harry Styles' Vogue cover. He's the first guy to grace the cover solo. So Harry gets playful with clothing inside the pages, including this gown. He says that clothes are meant to have, meant to have fun with and experience with. And once you remove the male-female barriers to clothes, it opens up more arenas to play. Hmm. They want to make men more feminine and they want to make women more masculine. Vogue basically said that this is groundbreaking, it was amazing. If you're a young man struggling with your identity, then please listen to me today. If you were born a male, biologically a male, then you are not a female. Even if you might be more sensitive or certain things going on, you are still a male. There are different men out there. We are not the same. Some are more sensitive than others. And that's just the way it is. The X and Y chromosomes, known as the sex hormones you get from your parents, determine if you're a male or female. And you, parents, please listen to me today. Because most of the problems we have today comes from parents. Most of you just working all the time and never spending time with your kids, expecting the government through the education system to somehow educate your kid to be a healthy man and then being angry when it doesn't happen. It's your responsibility. Never tell your son that he is a daughter when they're too young to understand these things. Especially if, for example, your son, that's very young, plays with Barbies. It doesn't mean that he's now a female. It might just be because he's bored and he wants to play with toys. Wait until he's older to understand things and he can decide what he wants to do with his own life. Check this out. So uh, you guys were talking about uh, toxic masculinity earlier, and I just want to ask, um, should we uh, separate um, maybe not that masculinity is toxic, right, oh, but no. instead that uh, it is some aspects that could result in toxic behavior, right, like aggression is an example. So my answer is, first off, we didn't talk about toxic masculinity. I just talked about masculinity, and I said that I, I like masculinity, and I think it should be promoted. The answer to your question is just no. I think it's okay for boys to be boys, and I think if you're talking about um, young men, I'm just thinking right now of the Gillette commercial wrestling, and now that's being called aggressive. I grew up with my brothers and my cousins wrestling. They would wrestle me when I was a, a, sm a small girl. That wasn't aggressive behavior. Um, and I think that we need to stop making men being men and stop using these words like aggressive to, to make it seem like there's something um, wrong with it. I'm, I'm actually really opposed to this made up term toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity is a term that was made up by toxic feminists. Identity politics is making society unstable because it's breaking down healthy family structures. Did you know that most children find their identity from their father? I learned this back when I studied psychology. To become healthy adults, they might not know who or what they are either. You know, when you have a father who doesn't know who he is, what a man really is, and then he goes on fathering boys to become healthy adults, they might grow up not knowing who they are. And so they want to create their own identities and school systems say yes, and they help them actually leaning towards the opposite direction. Check out this clip from The Daily Wire. What does it look like for, for children to be brainwashed? Uh, well, here it is. It's a bunch of children sitting around on, a, on, on the carpet listening to a cross-dressing man reading a book about transgenderism. This isn't really the most important point. The most important point is simply that the school district and these two men and everyone else involved are guilty of abusing these children. They are all agents of ideology. They are not educators. They are not fit to educate. But let's, let's also examine what they told these kids. I have a girl brain, but a boy body. This is called transgender. I was born this way. When I was very little, and my mom would say, you're such a good boy, I would say, no mama, good girl. At first my family was confused. They'd always thought of me as a boy. As I got a little older, I hardly ever played with trucks or tools or superheroes only princesses and mermaid costumes. My brothers told me this was girl stuff. I kept right on playing. A child at two, two or three years old, or however old Jazz was, um, saying, I'm a girl, 
Well, that means nothing at all because a three-year-old child has no idea what a girl is. Yes, I agree. My brother's little boy says he's a dinosaur, but he just plays as a dinosaur. He knows he's not really a dinosaur. Oh, you know, these people who are, this is just pure evil. They could have read this book to your kids in school without you knowing about it. Let that sink in for a moment. They're telling these kids that they can create their own identities, even when it's not true. Some parents even allow their kids to have sex changes at an age where they can't understand these things. And then fast forward, they reach an age where they start to understand these things and then they regret it. But they can't do anything about it. It's too late. They can't go back and change it. Check this out. I am Helena. I'm 23 years old. When I was about 15, I started using Tumblr. I had an eating disorder since I was pretty young. There's a lot of messages that said, if you feel bad about your body, that means you're trans. I was just going through this period of like, I don't like how I'm treated as a cis person. I don't wanna be cis because cis means you're uncool and you're privileged and you're an oppressor and you're bad. And I don't wanna be that. In that way, I was really incentivized to try to figure out a way to make my voice heard in these communities. And obviously I can't change my race. I can't really change my sexuality. Um, so the only thing left was to start playing around with the gender stuff. So I decided to call myself a demi-girl, which is one of the 40 million genders. And that basically means that I'm mostly a girl, but I'm a little bit not a girl, which is just like, what does that even mean? And then after that, I went to demi-boy. And then after that, I went to gender, gender fluid. And after that, I eventually went to trans boy. But all this took like two or three years of just going through this repetitive cycle of changing this identity and changing it again. And it was just never enough. There was a lot of hopelessness for a long time, a lot of regret. The, the feeling of regret was intense. Ruby began identifying as male at 13 years old. Now, 21, she'd been planning to have surgery to remove her breasts. But in May, she made the decision to come off testosterone and detransition to identify as female, her sex at birth. She doesn't want to be identified, so we've changed her name. I figured it would be better for me to try to deal with my gender dysphoria in a different way, rather than um, permanently changing my body. How much support did you feel was out there for you when you came to this conclusion? I didn't feel like there was any support out there other than like a few friends online. Ruby now feels her eating disorder was more of a factor than she first realized in her gender dysphoria. None of the therapists that I spoke to um, brought that up. They didn't think that it was linked. Do you? I think so, yes, because it, they're both kind of based in how I feel about my body, so I've seen similarities between the two. Charlie Evans is forming a charity to support people in Ruby's position. After going public with her detransition story, she discovered an online community of 5,000 in a similar position, 30 people alone in her area of Newcastle. I was approached by a young woman um, with a beard and she hugged me and, and said, like, I'm, I'm a detransitioned woman as well, I've just stopped taking testosterone. Um, and after that, I felt like I had to do something. I'm hearing from like, hundreds of people. At this point in a transition, uh, with all of the pressure and all the things going on, certainly this is the key time in a transgender's life and certainly is exciting. But I worry about the time when the lights go off and the shows go off and all of a sudden, uh, you know, nobody's around. You're and there with your private, as we say, you're there with your private thoughts. I enjoyed it. Well, what went wrong? Well, after about eight years, and I started studying psychology uh, because I wanted to become a counselor and help people, I started to realize that 
there's a lot of other things that we, that hadn't been talked about regarding transgenders. And I learned that many transgenders suffer from what we call comorbid disorders. They're secondary uh, disorders that are not diagnosed prior to surgery, such as separation anxiety, dissociative disorders, bipolar disorders. Well, consent has to be documented, but it also has to be informed. And informed means you have to understand what you're consenting to. You needed to be walked through in great detail all of the issues that were relevant to you on the psychological and medical front, all the options that were available to you, and the pros and cons of all those options. I can't see in any possible way that that could have been done with any degree of thoroughness in something under six months of weekly therapy. And I would say that's an absolute minimum to walk anyone through something as complicated as what you laid out. The problem with me starting it so young was not only that I couldn't consent, I couldn't really fathom the full, just the full picture of things. You know, I'll never be able to breastfeed. Um, I'll never have that erogenous sensation in my chest back. I do, I do hate to speak about it, but I'm experiencing sexual dysfunction at the age of 18. That's something that women usually go through when, when they're in their 40s, 50s. How is I supposed to know? Do you see what is happening? There are thousands of these stories, but the media won't show it to you because they have an agenda. Now, to those of you who are still struggling with your identity, I want to talk directly to you. I'm telling you these things because I actually do care about you, because I love you, and I want you to know the truth. I don't want you to be deceived by some crazy person and make the wrong choice. You've been created for a reason. You're not a, just a mix of chemicals and boom, there you are with no purpose, no reason that you're here. God created you and He loves you. He created you as a male or a female. He knows what your true purpose is, who you are. You can only find your true identity in God. The Bible says in Genesis 1 verse 27, So God created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created him. Male and female, He created them. David, a man close to God's heart, knew this truth. And he said this, but I want you to put yourself in his shoes and say it with him. Psalm 139 verse 13. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. You know, God knew you thousands of years ago. Yeah, that's right, even before you existed. He knew that you would live here, in this time, in this moment. He's not controlled by time. He created time. These evil people, they create lies to lure you away from God. From understanding who God is and who you truly are. To live in this made-up fantasy world that they create, a world that doesn't really exist at all. This lifestyle of identifying as anything you want to, even if that's a fairy, is psychologically very unhealthy. Check this out, and I want to hear what you think in the comment section down below. This evening, Paradox, The Wolf. I am your blue fox host, Pharaoh. I am your co-host in training, Shroud, The Leopard. I'm your guest, Minok, The Raccoon. On all levels except physical, I am a wolf. So Avery and I are both birds. I am a cardinal and Avery is a blue jay. 
We like AM air pronouns in particular because they feel even further removed from gender than they than theirs. And being birds, while we do have um, our own gender expression, we don't inherently have a gender at all. I um, have a mummy and daddy, a, a adopted mummy and daddy, who are totally comfortable with me being a little girl and their children and their grandchildren are totally supportive. In fact, her youngest granddaughter, when I was eight, a year ago I was eight and she was seven and she said to me, uh, I want you to be the little sister so I'll be nine. I said, well, I don't mind going to six so I've been six ever since. But uh, we have a great time and uh, we color, we do kid stuff. It's called play therapy. No medication, no suicide thoughts and I just get to play. Um, I don't even know what we just looked at. This is just shocking. So this grown up man pretends to be a kid so he can get free food probably, right? All the time, he doesn't have to work now, right? Because he's a kid, so he doesn't contribute anything to society as well, and he's just lazy. Do you see where the world is going towards? It's just, I, I have no words. So we're living in a world where the crazies are allowed to make the new rules of how society should live. Not only are they not happy enough just about making their own decisions and living as crazy people, but they wanna force those beliefs onto us. Forcing what you should believe, that means they're actually taking away your freedom. And they want you to stay quiet and not say anything against them because they want you to be afraid. Because if you do say anything, you'll be a sexist, racist, and the list just goes on. They tell you how you should live your life and they can also actually harm you psychologically and physically. You think I'm, I'm not talking the truth? It's already happening. Watch this. And I work out regularly at the Santee YMCA. Just two weeks ago, after finishing my shift at my job, I went to the gym to swim laps. As I was showering after my workout, I saw a naked male in the women's locker room. I immediately went back into the shower, terrified, and hid behind their flimsy excuse for a curtain until he was gone. I ran into a bathroom stall to change as quickly as I could, organizing my thoughts to share with the people at the front desk. As I did so, I could only think of my five-year-old sister who I bring to this gym during the summer to, sorry, to enjoy their water slides. This is the YMCA, where hundreds of children spend their summer afternoons in childcare camps. This is the YMCA where my little sister took gymnastics lessons. The locker room was supposed to be her safe haven to gossip with her friends and shower and change. When I asked the YMCA management what their policy was regarding transgenders, they confirmed that the man that I saw was indeed allowed to shower wherever he pleased. As long as you are not a red flag on Megan's Law, the California Sex Offender Registry, a grown male can shower alongside a teenage girl at your YMCA location here in Santee. In an effort by the city and the YMCA to apply the neocultural gender rules at Mountain View Pool dressing shower room facilities, women and children are being put at risk. My experience while showering after my swim was hearing a man's voice in the women's dressing area and seeing a man in a women's swimsuit watching little girls pull down their bathing suits in order to use the toilets in the dressing room. I reacted by telling him to leave. And the consequence is that I have been banned from the pool. It's okay. It's okay for a man to go into the women's section, show his penis around the other women, young little girls under age. Your spa, we spa, condone that. Is that what you're saying? Like I asked. It's so he, he can stay there. He could stay there? Okay, no, I'm not one. Actually, I'm a woman who knows how to stand up and speak up for my right. As a woman 
I have a right to feel comfortable yes. without a man yes. exposing himself, okay? No, you go somewhere else. Okay, so that's right. No, he's not a transgender. He has a penis, just like you do. Are you, are you, are you, are you? No. Yeah. Okay, it's not okay. Okay, that's traumatizing to see that. I'm a woman. I think this is a place right here. I'm told only for women. So how dare you sit up here and tell me I don't have a right as a woman to defend. I'm telling you, he has a penis, a full and testicle, okay? And it, I don't care what it's called. It's a man. You got one? You're a man. Here are the facts surrounding Paul Bixler. He's a 72-year-old biological man. For the most of his life, he has been married, has two children. He has lived the life of a biological man. He is attracted to women. He was married to a woman 30, 40 years. He sits on the school board of an elementary school in Buckeye, Arizona called Liberty Elementary. This man is claiming to be a woman. It's a bad picture. Hold on. There we go. This man tells the little children at the school that he is a woman. He wears clothing, he wears lipstick, and he uses the same restroom, the same restroom as your little girls. He also uses the women's locker room at eSport of Fitness in Goodyear, Arizona. He has been spotted yesterday in the women's locker room in eSport of Fitness in Goodyear, Arizona. He went on local television claiming victimhood because people like myself, parents who have the right to speak up against their elected officials, are harassing and bullying him. Paul Bixler cannot be voted off the school board. He must either willingly step down or be recalled. The recall is being started. I am at the gym in Arizona. He's undressing in the locker room. Top off. Bra off. And Paul Bixler was in the women's locker room and he looked at me and he looked at my breasts and I have called the police. So recently he's used the men's locker room. So he agrees himself that he's a man. I have told the police that I was in the locker room. A man was in there. I was getting undressed. He looked at me. He is a man in the women's locker room. And the response is that this is a touchy, sensitive, issue in society. Yep, there he goes, women's locker room. There's the man going in the women's locker room. Hope there's no one undressing in there. You know, I keep thinking, you know, what would the people think who found America? When they look at America now, what they fought for, the blood that they lost. If they could imagine what we're going through, were they fighting for this? Were they fighting for this? Um, it's kind of crazy and totally inconceivable, but it's actually happening. I mean, these things are in South Africa even now as well. People gave their lives for the freedom that we have. And I want to tell you, if you are a male identifying as a woman and you go into the bathroom, where another man's wife is undressing, and maybe even his little daughter, a five-year-old, if you want to play by that game, those rules, then he has the right to also identify as something, like a boxer and knock you out. Oh wait, they got that covered as well, because you can't be a man and protect your family anymore, because now that is masculinity. Toxic masculinity, isn't it? So men cannot protect their own families against other men anymore. No, we have to. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 16 verse 13, Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. It's time you open up your eyes. You need to see what's going on here. A lot of men who know that they are not identifying as women can just say that they are identifying as women and go into bathrooms, public toilets, and rape women, molest women. Your kids are not safe anymore. The same can happen the other way around. Women can go into men's bathroom and do stuff with little boys. Open up your eyes. You think it doesn't matter who you vote for in elections? Look at the laws these sick people put in place. 
Don't look for all the politics and what's going on in the news. Look at the laws that they want to put in place and then you will know who they really are. You vote for them and then they're taking your freedom away. They want to defend criminals and you now, as the victim, they look at and say that you're the criminal, you're the offender. Here in South Africa, according to the Mail and Guardian, there are 115 rapes a day. Those are only the numbers that's being reported. I live here in South Africa and I know what the community is thinking. A lot of people don't even go to the police anymore. Just the other day, we had an incident where someone was mugged and when they got to the police station, they wanted to report the crime and they looked at the person who did it, the police officer. The police officers here are criminals. The number of kids being molested in South Africa is a lot more than the rape numbers. And I'm just warning a lot of you countries out there that your country is going to become like this if you don't do anything about it. And then there's Paul Val. He's 40 from Davenport. He's married. He works at Disney World at Cosmic Ray's Restaurant. In fact, he just recently moved to Polk County from Indiana, and he moved here specifically to work at Disney World. Well, you know, back in the day, they arrested Willie Sutton for robbing banks. He was a notorious bank robber. And they asked Willie Sutton, hey, Willie, why do you rob banks? And he said, well, that's where the money is. Well, why do people like Paul Vell work at Disney? Because that's where the children are. And they want to be around children. He had 540 counts of child pornography from newborns to eight years of age. He also had videos. And he's, he was a sadiomasochist. There was photographs where they had tied up babies in preparation for sexual battery. In South Africa, we lived in fenced up communities, barbed wires. We have to protect ourselves all the time. We have probably around 60 murders every day now. We are only a tiny country of 59 million compared to over 300 million in America, for example. The whole world is changing. You need to understand this and you need to fight for truth if you are a man. They're even taking away the rights of women now. Because if you are a biological male that says that you're a female, you can now compete in female sports. Meaning you can steal the trophy. I mean, as a man in women's sports, that's just not fair. A biological male has just become the first transgender person to win a world title in cycling. First transgender weightlifter winning her maiden international event as a woman. A biological male winning a gold medal in a women's event now seems a matter of when, not if. Look, this is not funny. This is serious. This is, you know, for all those women who, who work so hard, who train so hard daily to make sport a career, this is a slap in their face. You know, it is sad that a lot of people these days are so selfish and they don't really care about other people. That's why you have this saying where if you don't see it, it doesn't hurt. That's why I'm showing you these clips so that you can see what is going on. Check this out. We are here today to play the game that is sweeping the nation, Find the Man. We're going to give you two pictures and we're going to ask you to identify which one of these people is a biological man. Do you think you can do that? I hope so. Out of these two athletes, this one or this one, which is the biological man? I think I'm going to have to go with this one. That is correct. That is a biological man. How did you guess? Because um, it looks like a guy. He's built like a linebacker. I mean, he's huge. He's got large muscles, a square jaw. You are correct. That is Mouncy. He is from Australia. Uh, he is a rugby player, and he is, I believe, almost six foot five. He is enormous. Right or left, which one is a man? Yeah, that would be the right. And what makes you say that? I mean, Look at the, the size of the shoulders and the, the weight and all of that. His body mass is overall like completely different. There's yeah, no way. Totally different. I mean, he's clearly a man with his body, his muscles. Still looks like a guy. <laughs> Still looks like a guy. I'm noticing a pattern here. Absolutely mind-blowing that this was allowed at the Olympics, um, the highest 
competition you can have. It's easy. Let women compete against women. And let men who claim to be women compete against other men who claim to be women. Let's just stop the, let's just stop the games here. You can clearly see when a man is a man. We have two competitive swimmers, right and left. Which one is a man? Still looks like a guy. <laughs> I'm a really tall girl and I'm still nowhere close to that. So I have personal experience swimming against Thomas, about a foot and a half taller than me. Um, you, we jump in the pool and it's already, you know, like a body length ahead. And I definitely know that one is the male. As somebody who's here who clearly was able to tell a biological man from a biological woman, what is the difference? As a woman, I think it's the most anti-woman anti thing that could even possibly be done to say that a man is a woman. They're clearly different. It's like we're trying to defy science, and that is a bit crazy. It's common sense. It's not anything that's meant to be extremely hurtful. It's just, you know, using our brains and making a decision, and that's exactly what's happening, and it's blatantly obvious. People are changing worldwide at an insane rate. Crime is increasing every day. And most of it comes from evil people controlling entertainment, the media, and big corporations. People with too much power who say things like this. It violated the platform's hacked materials policy. In reality, the Twitter executives were hostile towards conservatives and biased towards anyone who opposed their points of view. For example, Mr. Roth, did you write this tweet? I regret the language that I used in some of my former tweets, but yes, I did post that. And I'll read the tweet so it's in the record. Yes, that person in the pink hat is clearly a bigger threat to your brand of feminism than actual Nazis in the White House. Baker, Ms. Gaddy, Mr. Roth, and Ms. Navaroli, you can consider your speech canceled during my time because you canceled mine. It's amazing to me, Mr. Roth, as the head and trust of safety at Twitter, your ability, or should I say inability, to remove child Now here's something that disgusts me about you. In your doctoral dissertation entitled Gay Data, you argued that minors should have access to Grindr, an adult male gay hookup app. Minors? Really? You know, Elon Musk took over Twitter and he banned 44,000 accounts that were promoting child you permanently banned my Twitter account, but you allowed child, child all over Twitter. Twitter had become a platform, you said, connecting queer young adults. You also wrote on Twitter in 2010, can high school students ever meaningfully consent to sex with their teachers? In 2021, while you were the director of trust and safety on Twitter, an underage boy and his mother announced a lawsuit against Twitter because because Twitter was benefiting from and refused to remove a lewd video featuring this boy and another minor. That is repulsive. Sick, isn't it? You know, that's just one example. Behind all these crazy people, there's a group of people who want to create chaos and destruction in the world so that they can come up and say, hey, we're the saviors, we want to change everything, here's a new system we propose, where you will own absolutely nothing but be happy. Doesn't make sense, does it? It's like saying, hey, we're gonna take all your freedom away and you need to be happy about it and pay us all your money, all your taxes and give us all control of your life. Doesn't even make sense. Now is a historical moment, a time, not only to fight severe virus, but to shape the system. We have a unique but rapidly shrinking window of opportunity to learn lessons and reset ourselves on a more sustainable path. It is an opportunity we have never had before and may never have again. So we must use all the levers we have at our disposal, knowing that each and every one of us has a vital role to play. The Great Reset is a welcome recognition that this human tragedy must be a wake-up call. It is imperative that we reimagine, rebuild, redesign, reinvigorate and rebalance our world. Rebalancing investment, harnessing science and technology, and advancing the transition to net zero emissions, all elements of the Great Reset are fundamental to building the future we need. 
And that last one was the clown Guterres, who was at the Climate Ambition Summit, telling us the world is going to cook by three and a half degrees or something by the end of the century. Yeah, right. This Great Reset is as serious and as dangerous a threat to our prosperity, to your prosperity and your freedom, as we have faced in decades. With these powerful bodies, including the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, the International Monetary Fund, and even Prince Charles boasting, yes, boasting that within a few short years, yes, their words, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Remember, this is not me saying this, this is them. They are even running ads for the Great Reset. handful of countries will dominate. I wonder which ones they might be. The last few years, it's been crazy. If my great grandparents would see what's going on today, they would not believe it. And you know, those generations who fought First World War, Second, they, they gave their blood so that we might have peace and freedom. And now again, people want to take your freedom away in this new world that I call Craziness disguised as victimization. Check this out. All right, everyone. Welcome to our strategy session. We are the heroes that have been tasked with saving the world from the division and hate that have been plaguing it. But how are we going to do it? Well, I think with the problem of racism, we can solve it by teaching people that they're inherently bad based on the color of their skin and also segregating people based on their skin color. Ooh, I like that. Like how now the NFL will be playing a black national anthem and a white national anthem before games. It's a good first step in creating more division. Yes, that's a great idea. So good. Um, I'm not sure that's gonna work. What do you mean? Well, I don't think what you're proposing is gonna help racism because it is racism. You know, like what you're proposing is to judge a person based on their skin color, not the content of their character. Yeah? Well, that's the opposite of what Martin Luther King preached, which was to judge a person based on the content of their character, not the color of their skin. Oh, what? So you think just because you're a man, you can be educated? Yeah. Leave it to a white guy to bring up Martin Luther King. He's not white. I identify him as Korean. And you know Koreans know nothing about Martin Luther King. Look. What I'm doing isn't racism. I just don't think you're following me here. So let me explain. What I'm saying is that certain racial groups are superior and other certain racial groups are inferior. Yeah, that's racism. You just said the definition of racism. Look, I've got it printed right here. I identify as illiterate and it is hateful to try to get our community to read things. Literacy is racist. Quit being so hateful, man. I hate you because you're a man. See? That's the kind of love we need more of. Okay, um, moving on. What's your idea for helping the world? I am transgender and non-binary. Amazing. Thank you for your contribution. Um, so you're transgender and non-binary? Mm-hmm. That's great, but did you know those are two opposite things? So you can't be both at the same time. How dare you? Well, no, I mean, you're obviously a great person, but what if we could stretch our minds into objective reality for just a second? Transgender means you identify as the opposite gender you were born as. And it means you're possibly willing to go through surgeries and hormone treatments because you identify as that gender so much. Yeah? And being non-binary means you don't identify as any gender. And you're saying you're both of these at the same time? Yeah. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Whoa, you're just attacking her because she's black. She's not black. Ask her. Are you black? <sighs> I do identify as black. You'll never amount to anything because of your skin color. I don't think you're black. Look, I realize your cisgender privilege clouds your reality. But if you would just stop overthinking things, you'd realize 
your objective reality should be based on my imagination. Does that make more sense now? Yeah, welcome to the new world of craziness. These people don't want you to say anything. They want you to be afraid because they are the victims. If you say anything, you'll be a sexist, racist, and the list just goes on. But they are actually not the victims. You are. They're the one attacking and bullying people who do not just fall in line with what they believe, their perception of the truth of themselves and the world. Even if you say, hey, you can believe what you want to believe, but I want to believe what I want to believe. But then they are angry. No, you, they, they want to force you. But I want to tell you today, that doesn't mean that you should stay silent. You should stand up for your own beliefs as well. You have the right to do so, given to you by God. You have the right to make up your own decisions. The freedom to choose. Open up your eyes and start to overcome evil with good. Romans 12 verse 21 says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. If good men do not stand up for good morals and values in society, then we have a big problem. If you don't stand up against strange men appearing in the locker room or public toilets, where your little girl is undressing, just looking at them, revealing themselves, then we've got a huge problem. It's only going to get worse. And it's been happening because good men are doing nothing. Because you are silent. You have fallen for their trap to think that if you say anything, then you'll be cancelled or labeled as too manly. Scared that they will say that your masculinity is a problem. Nonsense. The many rational, manly men around the world are being silenced by a bunch of minority crazies with evil people behind them. Be manly. Being manly means to protect yourself and your family. So do it with love. Edmund Burke said, All that is required for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. Being a man is just a matter of birth. But being a great man is a matter of character. So what is it going to take for you to do anything? Maybe you're not doing anything because it wasn't your wife or your daughter in the toilet, in the bathroom. What is it going to take? Are you waiting for that to happen to you before you do something? Only fools focus more on treatment than on prevention. When you can see a problem is coming and you don't do anything about it. When you see a storm is coming, you don't stay on the ocean with a boat. You get home, you lock the doors, you close up, you do something about it, you prevent any damage. And it's the same way with your life. When you see something is coming and you don't do anything, what do you think is gonna happen? So let me leave you with this. Go and overcome all evil forms of just evil and craziness with good, with love, with truth. And always remember that life is short, so don't waste yours. Cheers, guys.